Left on Red, the Daily Mountain Eagles political podcast. I'm Jennifer Coron. And I'm Drew Gilbert. And let's get right into it. Let's jump in. Uh, what is your WTH of the week? So I'm going to real broad brushstroke this one. Um, could the British royal family just kind of get their Ooh. stuff together and maybe get it back in Britain? Uh, I'm not going to go into details because I didn't even watch any interviews. Mm-hmm. I'm only just kind of generally aware. Mm-hmm. Um Maybe just can we pack it back in? Maybe yeah. like I enjoyed watching The Crown. Um, yeah. Watched a little bit of the Diana biopics on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with the the idea of a royal family. Like this is all cool, but guys, y'all got to pack this stuff up. We we can't we can't really deal with this. And you know that some of it at least has a little bit to do with institutional racism. So maybe kind of clean that up a little bit. Um, but yeah, can we just get it all packed? But when you got a Queen Oprah coming out right. to talk about it. We, let's calm down. Well, here's here's my thoughts on yeah. this. Okay. Why don't they have a better playbook for troublesome daughters-in-law? It's almost like it's almost like when you run because this is all a rerun. Oh God! How many times over? We've seen this. You, so literally, uh, the reason that Miss Elizabeth is on the throne in the first place is because her uncle abdicated the throne sure. to chase a woman mm-hmm. because the family was judging right. her back then because <laughs> she had had a divorce. And even the I racial mean, overtones of the oh, conversation, yeah. Yeah. when Diana died, she was dating Dodie Al-Fayed, yep. and yep. I know she was no longer part, officially part um, of the royal family, but, but still, still if she had up. married him, yeah. like they were going to be grappling with this. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like... Uh-huh. Sitting down with a journalist and airing your dirty laundry, we've seen this done yeah. quite brilliantly yeah. by the woman herself. Well, and then, well, and <laughs> so the you know the why, the why don't is, you know how to handle this? Better? They're going to release their statements of you know there's no racism, yeah. and even even his brother is releasing the statements. And I'm like, dude, Oprah just told this side of the story, so mm-hmm. I know y'all think the Queen's a big deal, but <laughs> Oprah probably ranks like a little bit higher on most yes. people's list. Uh, so, eh, yeah. you know, that's a Which is also what I there. said. This is, uh... This is Oprah. This wasn't just some person. This, this was, was a return, because most people haven't seen Oprah do, like, be Oprah in a long time, because most of her stuff is now done through her own that, the, right. situation, she, and she has her own network, Yeah, and that she's kind more of in thing. the control room these days. Right, yeah. so this is the first time that people have been reminded in, in a yeah, really long time, I feel like, that it turns out Oprah's really good yeah. at this. She, she didn't become the wealthiest woman uh, so, uh, so yeah, yeah, I think that drove, and also just, like we said, you're going to pick somebody. Not only is Oprah just the queen of what she does, but you know the things you're going to be talking about, and you're going to be saying these things to Oprah Winfrey. Yeah. This yeah. is a whole different image than saying these things oh, yeah. to, I mean, whoever. Wise choice on their part, by the yeah. way, to, uh, to go the Oprah If you If you were producing this whole thing, you yeah. couldn't have produced it yeah. so, better. Anyway, so, uh, I haven't followed it all. Uh, again, did not watch the interview, I really. Didn't I've just seen kind of snippets and, and dialogue surrounding it. Yeah. Uh, let's pack it in, you know? Get, yeah. Get all this together. I really, really need to. Let's uh, keep our drama in the house. And then mm-hmm. let's also maybe get rid of the racism because, you know, right. it's, it's 2020. Well, again, even the mental health thing. So she's saying she didn't get support for the mental health mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. 
Where have we heard that before? Yeah. Turns out Diana had a little bit of depression, sure a little bit of maybe even more than that. I sure mean, did. Diana, when you go into Diana, Diana had legitimate mental health issues mm-hmm. beyond just depression. But mm-hmm. at one point, like, I think she threw herself down a set of stairs sure or something. Yeah. Yeah. And the royal family didn't really do a whole lot about this. Yeah. So, like I said... All these years later, you have someone who's saying she has postpartum depression or depression from yeah. any any particular source, yeah. let's say. Well, You've seen maybe, this before. Maybe the fact that your husband was uh, always in love with the other woman. Yeah, and, I mean. You know, having the affair with her why? in entire marriage. Why? That might depress you a little. Why? Which I, also happens. Here's how I think this story ends. Talk the, to me. The queen forbids royal marriages except to, to like, cousins. <laughs> We're going back to the old days. Mm-hmm. If like, you, no one marries see, the outside problem, the family See, anymore. the problem is they can't do the, like, marry the prince from France and stuff mm-hmm. anymore. Because they're, they're, like, right. they're it. So you really don't have any opportunities to, yep. to marry other monarchs. I mean, I think that's the, uh, that's the only place she's got. Huh. She's, she's just got to, like, completely eliminate these royal marriages. Cousins only. That's it. What a crap show. I mean, she hasn't asked me, but yeah. I, I think that's where she's well, going. Well, she calls, though. If yeah. she calls. That's what I'm saying. Okay. All right. You're up, homie. So, we're going to stay on this poppy, okay, pop theme. Let's do it. Are you familiar with uh, Free Britney Spears? <laughs> yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, there was a, uh, a documentary, a New York Times documentary mm-hmm. recently, mm-hmm. the uh, Framing Britney Spears on Hulu. Zach and I did watch that. I did quite, not. Quite fascinated no, by it. Brought back some old times. Learned a lot of things. She has never fascinated me, I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. As a as a teenage boy, looking at her was, was pleasant, I guess. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, nothing really. She's not really right. brought anything to the table for me. So, the focus of that film was basically her rise. Yeah how she was treated during her rise. And then also, as our generation knows, there was a very epic fall. Yeah. And then at that point, she went into conservator uh, ship. Yeah. That she was a danger to herself and her father got got control of her. Which probably was not a false statement. Probably not. At the time. Don't know. But what I guess I didn't realize until pretty recently, so that's still in place. Uh, we're now in 2021, and this happened in 2008. So uh, that's still a thing, and yeah. it's part of the documentary. So basically, her father controls her estate. Controls her everything. Yeah. Yeah. You'll also remember that she's done quite well. She's made quite a bit of money. She put albums out mm-hmm. again. Uh, like her career. Oh yeah. Got back on track. Yeah. But and she only who seems- in the end is benefiting from all that. And maybe, then maybe Papa Spears. there's I have the whole free Britney Spears movement apparently comes from they people saw some concerning tweets or is that what it was? Was it tweets, her social media, maybe it's her Instagram. But they're reading all these things that she is actually um, displaying a cry for help through her social media a few years ago. So claim some of these people. So this is a huge movement now. Yeah, it is. That Britney, in fact, wants to be free of this, mm-hmm. should be free of this, mm-hmm. and cannot be. That's well, the free. And Britney. what I love is that the movement is from a lot of people that literally have no clue anything about her estate or the actual current makeup. They're just going no, what they, no, that's not required. Yeah, but yeah. here's just who's jumped in on this. Here's in? we're not talking about is just pro, the framing. Is this pro free Britney? Britney, crowd? this is. This is, let's look into this matter. Who's in? Republicans, Matt <laughs> Gates, I think is how you say his Gets. name. Matt 
Matt Gates, Oh, Jimmy Neutron. And Jim Jordan have come out, and they want hearings okay. on, um, I believe, conservatorships in general, but they have sent a letter that specifically mentions Britney Spears and the Free Britney movement as to why Congress needs to look into this. Okay, so the two names that you just mentioned from Congress, if I were ever looking to have a stand for something, and you said, hey, pick two members of Congress to be on your team, the last two people that I would pick <laughs> were the two people that you just mentioned. I don't know uh, why. Mr. Jordan uh, was a coach at a large university where there was um, some molestation scandal underneath his watch, and he kind of s- weaseled out of that. This is the kind of thing that has brought down like a, a Joe Paterno mm-hmm. type, an epic coach, but for some reason this guy didn't get gap. And then Matt Getz, I just encourage you to maybe Google the guy and literally watch anything he says ever and think that uh, he's a good one. So mm-hmm. not boding well for Mrs. Spears. Right. So this is in the letter to the House Judiciary Chairman. Uh, they're talking about the Britney Who Spears the case. Does this uh, Jerry Nadler. Yeah. The facts and circumstances giving rise to, the, rise to this arrangement, meaning the conservatorship of Britney Spears, remain in dispute, but involve questionable motives and legal tactics by her father and now conservator so, Jamie so also, Spears. Hold on, I wanna, so they've completely bought in. I wanna po- no, they haven't. I want to point out another thing politically. If these two guys have taken this step to send this letter to the judiciary chair, they've literally polled this this idea in their districts mm-hmm. and think that it will poll well for them to be on Britney Spears' mm-hmm. team to get elected again. Right. That's literally what they're doing. Um, oh, my Lord. These so, are crazy committee folks. chairman has not... Um, oh, no, he won't. He's he hasn't responded out. to this in any way other than to say that he's received their request and that this Congress uh, and this committee will work to advance critical legislation to protect and strengthen civil rights and civil liberties for all Americans. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I mean, she's not like institutionalized or anything. So I would have a hard time believing in conservatorships for anyone that's not like institutionally ill. Um, she's an adult and Mm -hmm. if she's crazy and she wants to spend her money like a crazy person, Mm -hmm. she has the right to do that. So I am going to go team Brittany here. uh, There's some, um, this is a bizarre, there are some disturbing facts in that documentary. Like there's, uh, she was going to do this big residency in Las Vegas and apparently she just walked out. Like she, she made her appearance, but she walked out without saying anything. And then she did, you mentioned institution. She went into some form of of mental health therapy or rehab or something. But what celebrity, Right, but there were questions as to what led up to that. Did she? Did she? Uh, basically, was that some form of punishment? I have a I have a problem um, in general with this. I mean, she's she's not in a, in a home or an institution mm-hmm. now, right? So she's a little crazy. I mean, mm-hmm. you can go go check her Instagram out because my wife keeps up. She crazy. See, I should have the other yeah, Gilbert in yeah. here right now. You need Ashley for this. You've got the wrong. You get the wrong spouse here. Um, she is crazy. But how many crazy people you know that have access to their own bank account? Because mm-hmm. I know a lot. Mm-hmm. So come on. How do we even justify right. it? I don't know. I'm Team Britney. I'm yeah. Free Britney. Free right. Britney. I'm officially. I'm on board. So freer. There. There you go. Hey, we had a guest this week. We did. We did have a guest, and it was quite fun. At some point, we should really. We started out as a political history podcast. Now we just call yeah. ourselves a political podcast. At some Eventually point, we should we call ourselves what we are—a political humor podcast. We're, because yeah, probably. 
I, we can't have conversations without having a lot of fun. No, and uh, honestly, I think we were pretty tame with our with our guests. I think we really could have gotten off the rails. Uh, some of the things we said off mic before I started to say, would have been some really that nice That conversation content. started <laughs> off the rails, and we then got we it, veered back on the track. We got it back track. to PG-13 before yeah. we got rolling on mic. But uh, a good get, I think she's somebody that, if you're not involved in local government, you probably don't know a lot about what she does you for you. You probably don't. And she literally is working for you Let's every not pull a Keith Davis. Day. Let's go yeah. ahead and say that it's Regina. Regina no, I like Myers doing that. At the May. I'm yeah. a big fan of just never saying. Of it. just never saying mm-hmm. who we talk to. Yeah. So is Regina. She is the. Uh, she's not director because they won't give her that fancy title. No, right? she's a coordinator. That's yeah. true. Um, but yeah, and she's been at the EMA for a good long time. Mm-hmm. But like you said, I feel like when we were talking about potential guests for this season, I feel like people probably don't know her so much, just the general public, and they certainly I don't think understand anything at all about what happens at the EMA. I, I mean, agree. So I agree. there's there's a lot that goes on, which you're about to hear. In this interview with Regina Myers. Our guest today is the Walker County Emergency Management Coordinator, Regina Myers. Hi. Open up Ladies Month on the podcast. I know, I'll sit quietly. For Women's History Month. (laughs) So, you have a job where you, like, disaster is just kind of what you do. Exactly. So, I'm curious. When it's like off hours, are you like super into like all the Netflix shows that have to do with murder and stuff like that? Or do you go completely the opposite way? I'm actually usually cleaning the house and listening to podcasts. Murder podcast? Murder podcast. Uh, yeah. True crime? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I was just really there curious if you're like these, <laughs> like these the nurses right yeah. who, who like watch Grey's Anatomy and stuff. And it's like, that's not the way you do that. Do yeah. you ever watch things and Don't be like, that's not the way you Anatomy. handle that? Yeah. That's wrong. It's like, yeah, I watch uh, movies where the emergency management is based in them, and I'm watching it yeah. going, no way that would ever happen. Yeah, Absolutely. Can't you can't you can't watch it. It's mm-hmm. just so different than the actual life we do, so mm-hmm. no. Is it like cops, how people think one thing about how a, a day in the life of a cop is, and is that is it kind of like that? Well, the best because they watch it, Because people watch yeah. all these disaster movies, and they think they know what you do. Yeah, it's absolutely, totally different. Where they get the actual, they get all this fun action scenes. We're literally in the back getting 8 million phone calls and 10,000 people screaming in our ear. And it's it's nowhere near as exciting as a movie shows it to be. So we couldn't do like a 30-minute day in the life of Regina and, and get well, any clickbait on that. Right? We could. You're just going to have to record it for like a year and then yeah. cut it yeah. together. And then get All it the down. exciting scenes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because, like, 90% of my time is sitting at a desk pre-planning for those events to happen. Yeah, we're going to talk about some pre-planning some. When you and I talked the other day, I thought that would be interesting. But I'm curious. So, little girl Regina was sitting in class thinking that one day she was going to grow up and be EMA coordinator? Absolutely not. (laughs) No, no. So, how did you get into... Little girl Regina just sat and daydreamed most of the time. Uh, How I came into EMA was just... an accident really like you were in the just, medical or something I had you? a medical billing background and I came on as a contract worker to do one plan with a medical it was a lot to do with strategic national stockpile which is a stockpile of medical equipment and PPE in the event of a you know an anthrax breakout or something to that effect and I am here 17 years later still sitting here doing the same stuff and you've been the coordinator since, like, what year did you join EMA? And then you became coordinator in, like, 2013. Uh, yeah, I came right? on to EMA in April of 04 and became coordinator in June of 13. And I looked this up. The morning that they um, named you coordinator, you went out to a hazmat spill. Do you remember that? Like, right mm-hmm. after. I do remember that. 
Yes. That shows how crazy. Trial by fire. The job was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that same day. It was so bad because I dressed up nice for that day. Because <laughs> you get a promotion. Yeah, you like get, you can get yeah. name coordinator. Yeah. Correct. And I had on brand new nice boots and oh. it was not a pretty scene. So since then, yeah. do you keep like a, do you keep extra boots and change of clothes in the car now? Well, you know, I would love to say yes. You and know I try you sh- to. Okay. So you know you should. You just I know I should. But yet. sometimes like if you actually use that attire because you've had to switch out, you know, during the day on a call and then you go on another one before you think about putting it yeah. back in there. There, yeah. you will get stuck in a church parking lot in high heels and a dress yeah. doing a hazmat spill inside Highway 69 like I did one time. I was so, to say, I don't think this is a random scenario. <laughs> no, that actually, that actually right happened, and I had to leave and go home and change yeah. because it this was is just not very, <laughs> This is a very specific topic. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, you find yourself on 69. Yeah, uh, maybe after like about a, the 10th or 13th, you know. So how many, how many shoes you, you know, have bit the dust? Change clothes. How, many, how many pairs of shoes have bit the dust in your career oh as an EMA? Oh, my gosh. So many clothes. Shoes, I have ruined them so you many You just got to chunk them. Well, I try to salvage some of them, but you can't always salvage them. Depending on what you get on them, you can't. I just throw them away and keep... I mean, I'm not hating going shopping more often, but, you know. And you get a clothes allowance for this. And... Only my paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> the cost of shoes. The cost of shoes is I included. I think we have a rule in here. We're not allowed to discuss county employee compensation packages. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's right. a that's a sensitive topic. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. But I want to go on the record as saying if somebody should get some sort of clothing allowance, I think Regina's name should be on that list. Don't uh, you agree with I that? Think, I'll second I think the motion. Since yeah. I don't wear uniforms, specifically uniforms, that's why. Yeah. I just cover the cost of my stuff. Mm-hmm. So, they do provide hazmat boots. What? It's boots. Yeah. What is included, like, in emergencies? Because I told you that I think some people would think that you show up on, like, tornadoes, obviously, and stuff like that. And that's really kind of what the job is. But, I mean, you're on, uh, like, fatal car accidents. Correct. Uh, yeah, that's the – besides uh, – well, actually, we probably – I would probably work more hazmats with – everyday life especially since i-22 opened in walker county i'm out there a lot and unfortunately several of those have had fatalities Mm -hmm. and i do that more than i do disaster work thank goodness because disaster work is few and far between but hazmats keep us busy and it's just you it's something else i don't think a lot of people like the the department is just you it's just me and i have a set 40 hour a week schedule and then i'm on call 24 hours a day seven days a week is that a a common structure throughout the state or is that just kind of walker county being walker county well it's it's uh, several little small counties have just one so and at times you've had like a part-time person like at times the department has had at least one other person right like it's kind of gone up and down Yes, but even with part-time, they're, you know, they have a set schedule. So right. on-call work for them is not really doable. And if it is, then we have to take the hours off of what they're 29 hours They can't show be. up like Monday morning. Right. So it's it's a give or take. You either work them on a call or you work them during the week where you need the office work done. Yeah. So you, you can use them on-call for those moments where you would be indisposed or out of town or something like that? Yes. Okay. Ooh, but now, who is, what is the deal if, like, when you go on vacation? What's the I deal? have Josh Key with the sheriff's office. He has the certifications that I have, okay. and luckily he is able to take call for me. I bribe him with presents, and then I'll pay his overtime to the sheriff so they don't have to get out of the money. But uh, 
he he will take calls for me. There was yeah. that there was that taboo uh, county budget talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had never thought we about that. Well, um, no, I, yeah. I do offer to cover his overtime, so it doesn't. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Yeah, that yeah makes sense. I cover it with my budget just in the event. Because you know, Nick, know, Nick really just doesn't have a lot of money to work with over there. So no, he's a poor guy. Um, uh, that was tongue in cheek. He has a lot of money. <laughs> We've painted him into yeah. a corner. He either has no money or he has a lot of money. Either Compared to the rest of the county. He he has, and yeah. he's able to generate some have. revenue through um, inmate housing and stuff like that as well. So. But So the role is actually, and I've seen you do this, like you work really closely with our fire departments. You actually were with the fire department for a long time. Are you still with yes. one of the fire departments? I was with Oakman Fire until... I came, got EMA by myself, and it was just too much to yeah. do EMA and try to do fire department also. So I had to give up one, and since one was a volunteer thing, one right. was a pay yeah. thing, had yeah. to go with my job. Go, so. with, the, go with the mortgage payer. Yeah, yeah. I had to Smart go with the one that paid my bills. Yeah. Yes. But you work, so on a scene, like let's just say, for example, a fatal, a fatal car accident, because I'm sure that you're on quite a bit of those. So what are you doing while reports are being taken and all the things that have to happen on a scene like that? Well, if it if it is a, if we have a fatality involved, we really can't touch that scene until the Aaliyah guys come out and investigate the fatality. So we are literally sitting there until they give us permission to touch the scene. So we sit there for the longest, and then once we're able to, we have the handle the of course the the person involved, and then we clean up the scene, put out the oil dry, deal with the tow service, whatever it takes after that to get it all cleaned up. So. So you're you're constantly coordinating like on a scene. I mean, you're going to coordinate with whatever volunteer fire department around here is there. Which Cordova, I imagine, is a lot. They've got a big stretch of the interstate there. Yes. Who do you deal with most on the interstate? Um, it's usually Cordova or yeah. Barney. Or Barney. Those are our two biggest areas. Well, you know it. So, yeah. Well, that was a loaded if question. So, if I something's going like to happen, answer, if something's so going to happen, wouldn't out. it just happen between we have the lo- exit seventy well, we have and seventy two? Yeah. Well, no, because we go all the way to sixty five. That's true. Well, I mean, yeah. let me just let me just input here. It's not just the I-22 issues. Some of no, my no, craziest certainly. calls have been in Cordova. Well, we just, like, I don't know what it is We want to gloss over that. <laughs> we want to gloss over that. We only want to talk about our interstate dominance We right don't want to talk about Cordova crazy. Not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> We've met them. We know. We're no, related, it's not we're the related to them. It's not the people. It's just the type of calls oh, that we've had. No, we talked about area. this. Go ahead and tell him the, the one, uh, the story about the, the yeah, gas situation. We had a situation that I had absolutely no idea. I don't idea. remember if you were mayor on this. I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, we got a call, and we had had all of these gases coming out of the wells and these manholes and all these places around all these people's homes and the the readings were off the chart and we were like what do we do with this and we had a lady we actually had to evacuate her out of her house and we had to call in a coal company and um they had to kind of walk us through how to situate them when it just needed to vent off and dissipate but it, and you the said moment, they built like, a structure over this lady's like, house this little this one well, in her house. house it was like a pipe outside they they built up this little vent pipe and then elbowed it up so it would just pull the gases up above her house but for the time being you know she had to go and stay somewhere else it's just like that was the craziest thing and, and so it was just her you said just her that had gas inside the house inside but the everybody house, out it the, was barney or dovertown dovertown uh, i want to say it was dovertown it was it was Cordova, yeah. and I, I know it was their coverage. Cause so there's just whales with just like underground it was just gases. Bubbling gases. Just, yeah, it was yeah. crazy. It was the, going up, the, going and up. And they're the all atmosphere. looking at me, and I'm looking at them like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> this is something we've never don't seen before. Don't light a cigarette right mm-hmm. now. <laughs> don't don't That's light all I anything. Got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
But actually, after we had that, we had it happen in another county up north, and the state, oh. were, they were calling, going, we've never seen anything yeah. like this before. And they're like, hey, Walker County. Yeah, you said, I, I got this one. I got, I got this, this one. one. <laughs> <laughs> we have been there. We know what to do. So uh, I guess that yeah. makes sense with the with the mining history of mm-hmm. our county and, and gas is I think that's what those, it was coming those, from. It was uh, coming up through the Yeah, I mean, yeah, the best the answer we got was like it was a old collapsed part of a mine like an underground uh-huh. mine collapsed and maybe pushed some methane gases up through up. and it was yeah. they were just finding where they could do escape but it was it was crazy for the moment because i'm sitting there going yeah and then it was it was wild because we had the one call and then we had another call and then we had another call and then another call and it was like all weekend we just kept getting these calls and we were like y'all just don't lie to anything yeah, yeah probably, you know yeah because at that point there was no way we could vent pipe everybody's property in cordova that was having the issues so we we're like yeah obviously fatalities are off the table but it just in terms of like weird calls what are some of the craziest things that y'all have had to that y'all have had to respond to i think the craziest thing that we had that i've had in my career always deal with bomb threats like the oh, one yeah. we had countywide bomb threats on the bridge and at the hospital that mm-hmm. was probably the craziest thing that i worked and it was all a cover for the bank, bank robbery. robbery yeah, yeah. the yeah. bank robbery yeah, they've been watching Justified. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we, we've had other bomb calls since then. That's that's a that's bank robber one hundred and one in a small town mm-hmm. calling something. Yeah, and I think now town. every time, we, which the sheriff's office would have to confirm this, but I think now every time we get crazy bomb threats called in, they just all go. go, to go the bank. They all go sit at the bank <laughs> yeah. and watch. I think that's sure. true. Yeah, they go. Yeah. They go yeah. to watch no, the bank. No, I, I, I think joke, that's true. but it, it really is small town robbery one hundred and one. Yeah, because there's a, a small force get them to go somewhere else. Right, and they're, right. And they're not where they need to be. Yeah, I think that's yeah. true. If you yeah. roll up and see like three cop cars in the bank parking lot, rest assured a bomb threat has been called in somewhere so yeah that's i think that's our new way of thinking bomb threat okay yeah. go to the bank <laughs> go everybody to the go to the bank don't worry about the bridge it's fine go <laughs> yeah. to the bank. bridges no are fine yes. go to the banks we went through a tear of a bunch of bomb threats at school we um, did but we were in high school it was like every other week we're getting bomb threats. it was so bad that i'll never forget um amy taft was our math teacher and so they would you know take you off site and dean of all people dean was the one who would have to clear the school mm-hmm. fire chief of cordova but um there was a bomb threat where we went into cordova first baptist and Amy Taft could be seen in the corner of Cordova First Baptist continuing her lesson because this is about the fifth bomb threat we'd had in the past two weeks, and she was just done. She was just done with bomb threats. You know what else Amy Taft did? She said, bring your books, and we're going to keep on going. She was one of the great ones. Uh, She got really tired of seeing all the kids at, like, pep rallies and stuff, like, not knowing the words to our alma mater. So she made a a 100-point test in her math class the alma mater, and you had to learn the alma mater. Mm -hmm. And to this day, I still know our alma mater because of her. Thank you, Amy Taft. still probably know most of I don't know how many kids actually learn their alma maters in school. I don't know. I don't know mine. You Are you from Oakman originally? You're, you're no. Oakman? Oh, I'm not from Where are you from originally? Oh. I, I was born here, but then my family moved to Jefferson County when I was a year old. No, so then I get, came back here at 17. we got to so. get more specific. Born in Jasper? At People's Hospital. Whoa, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Born at People's. My mom was born at People's. Um, Thanks was, for that, Drew. Made me feel old. Well, <laughs> you know. How long was People's... I don't remember. I don't know either. We into the into years. the eighties, I yeah, think. Yeah, eighties. That's that's not far. I'm yeah. born in the eighties. Yeah, I'm born in the eighties too. I just missed. I was at the new fresh hotness out here on the highway. All right, born at Peoples, lived here, moved to Jefferson County. Yes. How old were you? A year old. Okay. And, and then, then what, I moved back here when I was seventeen. What part of Jefferson County were y'all in? Uh, McCalla, actually, right so, beside McAdory High School. So you went to school at McAdory? Yes. Um, home of Bo Jackson. Is that right? Yes, that yeah. is correct. See there. 
I'm done for the day. I just yeah. pulled a Bo Jackson <laughs> high school record. He referenced so, Bo uh, Jackson. Out of the air. Up, I'm yeah, done. He's good. There's some more stuff from McAdory now. I just can't remember. Yeah. So you you graduated from McAdory and then came here? No, or did you I come teach here in private gra- school and then came here after graduation. My dad's family were here, so okay. I wanted to come back here. We actually had a place up on Smith Lake. So okay. Yeah, I was a little lake girl growing up. So then how'd you end up in Oakman? Um, <laughs> That's the farthest yeah. part of Walker County away from the lake. Well, yeah, you know, I love Smith Lake, but it's yeah. gotten so populated, and Ooh, it it's has. just so much noise. We were just noise. talking about that the other day. It's so much noise. I remember being a kid fishing on the lake, and you just see bank for yeah. forever, and now there's no bank left. There's no, houses there's on no all bank, of it. and it's, you can't get out and actually enjoy the lake. It's just so populated. Yeah. You I mean, it. I still have my family who's still there. My dad's still there, and we still go up there, but it's just so noisy. I mean, that's the best way to describe it. It's just so noisy and populated, so. And so you settled down in Oakman. Oakman, And then you have one kid? Two Two kids. kids. Two kids? Yeah, my son went to Curry until he was in sixth grade, and we transferred him, and then my daughter started at Oakman. So how old are the kids? Um, He is 20, and she is 14 in the 20th of this month. Oh, wow. Yeah. That sounds like a fun age for a daughter. Yeah, she just loves it, because she turned 13, in quarantine, so now yeah. we're we're hoping that restrictions are lifted this time, so we can actually do birthday. Tell her if you can't do this when you'll get her on the quinceanera. Yeah, on yeah. The... It's like yeah. I was like, but you're a quarantine. She's like, shut up, mom. So yeah, <laughs> it was one of those. We had now two, you're like we the had to solo break her birthday, and she was a quarantine, and she's like, you're just not as funny That's, as you think. If there's you like are. a major you're weather, hilarious. you're hilarious. She just I doesn't just, get it. She yet. doesn't get it with yeah. her 13 She'll year old. If there's like yeah. a major weather event, you have to like what stay at the office or something. I if you yeah, know I just the weathers are gonna yeah, or like the roads are gonna be bad. Yeah, yeah, I had to do it for the winter weather. We were I went in Sunday and worked through the night and got home Monday and. Well, you're going to be doing a lot hours. of that in the coming weeks. I mean, we're headed into into tornado season. So. Oh, yeah. Well, luckily with that, I don't have to stay. As, well, as the tornado watch goes in effect, I'm there at the office, and I stay until it's lifted as long as we don't have damages. If we do, then I have to get out in the field and start the long response and recovery process. So post, uh, post-event, post a weather event, I mean, you guys rely pretty heavily on volunteers, nonprofits around here, don't we? We do. That's that's a huge. Obviously, the community foundation is a huge mm-hmm. one, and then yeah. Are there any other big players in that game that you deal with on a, on a regular basis, like well, the volunteers on the ground? Um, we have the like the Baptist group mm-hmm. that comes out. That's one of our main players. The Baptist group. They, the chainsaw, huge. The chainsaw chainsaws, tarp teams. They bring out a lot of stuff. And Salvation Army is our other big response because they do feeding teams and they do everything you need them to do pretty much. And then we can have, like, Rubicon. Team Rubicon comes out, which is a group mm-hmm. of um, military veterans. Mm-hmm. They come out and do – they can do anything, pretty much. They have a team that can do anything. So not only do you get to see the worst of everything in these moments, but you're getting to see the best uh, – kind of the best cut of Walker County, too, from these well, people. Well, we do. Volunteers. And, you know, that's what I said. You know, Walker County gets a bad rap, but the citizens here are actually mm-hmm. amazing to mm-hmm. help each other. Like that, You'll have some that you go – you try to help, and they're like, no, we got this. We don't need you. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it, but we don't yeah. – we got it. No, I agree with you. Even even some of what you know would be the worst of our people, they'll right. help you. Like they'll see mm-hmm. you needing help, and they'll help you oh, do for sure. something. Just yeah. right. no questions asked. And so there, there's certainly that oh, quality yeah. to Walker County. And the only bad time of that is when we have a huge disaster, and we have so many of those wonderful yeah. people that show up to help us. It has and to we're be like, organized. Okay, yeah, we're getting overrun here. Hold on, let mm-hmm. us assign you a task, and they don't understand. So it's kind of a 
they, they come in with all the energy, but but not not channeling they, it the right well, way. Well, they come with all the energy and the heart and the want, but but no real thing that, that we can put them on. You yep. know, sometimes it's yep. like they're just there with the best of intentions, mm-hmm. but no actual attributions they can do that yeah. that actually help us safely in any way. because right. you have to be because responsible we, for their because, safety yeah because that becomes another resource we yeah. have to manage we have to manage all of the stuff and the truckloads of people donating items so we have the items to you know manage and we have the disaster to manage and then the spontaneous volunteers to manage and people think well gosh they just don't want us and I'm like it's not that well, it's just there's tough, only so much yeah. you know there's only so much of a span of control that mm. we can maintain and when you're inundated with it. Because you don't it, want to discourage the behavior, but at the same time, you, you know, right. you get other fish yeah, to fry Yeah, well, and we moment. actually call that the disaster within the disaster. <laughs> yeah. It can become yeah. that That's quick. Tough. And it's, yeah. you hate to ever say no, but sometimes it's just, it's not a no because you don't want or need the help. It's a no because we just can't manage the help at the moment. So it, we talked about this the other day too. What do you think? I mean, tornadoes, we know we're going to have tornadoes and stuff like that, but what is the Walker County disaster that people are obsessed with? The Tell Walker me. County disaster? Yeah, the, the, it hasn't happened yet, thank goodness. But what is the thing, the dam? Do I live under Something a Something happening to the dam. Oh, well, with all due respect, um, I don't know that that's the, the highest IQ folks that are yeah. about the dam. But y'all do, is it every single year? Every five years we are made to to really get out there and plan for that failure. It's, it, yeah, we have there to is a, the power company. We uh, have a and sometimes yeah. y'all do a tabletop exercise, right? Is that the every five years y'all have to do the uh, tabletop Well, thing? this past year, which it got put off because of the pandemic, we were going to do a tabletop and then a full scale or functional, depending on how we wanted to proceed in our counties. And that means going involved. out to the side and acting like something's actually happened? What does the Well, full mean? scale would be us boots on the ground making calls trying to place teams trying to get evacuation orders set up so that it depends on how far we want to go with our playing just to test our responders on how we would deal with that did you know this did you know that they planned for this if you would have made me think about it i probably would have thought that was something but yeah. no i did not i did not it makes sense and y'all do uh, i mean that's not something that's like imminent it's just something that if it happens you Right, you right. Better, you better be ready. Right. Well, when you say the water. word imminent, that's actually the first thing. That's the first sign. If they see an imminent a sign of imminent failure, yeah. that's when the chaos is going to start for us. That's when. Because uh, we have a time frame. We uh, have flood maps and a time frame. I'm going to leave Cordova for a few yeah. days. Yeah. I'm free. Yeah. <laughs> what, a few days? Uh, no, yeah. you're, you're going to go for longer than <laughs> no, that. No, I'll come I back with a boat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you you would need one. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, no, I've seen I've seen photos of downtown flooded um, before they had dammed mm-hmm. before they had dammed it up. So this would be right. in the early fifties, maybe. Mm-hmm. And uh, downtown Cordova was a pond. Yeah. I mean, it was completely flooded. Yeah, we're in trouble. So I told Regina that I Elaine, Elaine, who still works, or she's just working in the newsroom, but Elaine always said, "Go to the courthouse. Like the like, if it happens, go to the courthouse. So that's the highest." Um, that the water will come up to like some step on the courthouse. Like Elaine gets very specific with oh, this. Oh, she's into this. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are. Yeah. I oh, mean, it's yeah. I think a lot of people just sit and wonder, oh, what would this be like? Yeah. Or how much water I do. would be in this I, part? I think that, a lot of people. Healthy folks. To, no, but uh, it's a there. thing. Uh, it's I a worry thing. about them. Yeah. Uh, yeah but y'all do. So that plan that you were talking about, I found this in some stuff too. Um, so y'all do a plan, uh, the big plan where everybody has to come together. What is that plan called? I forget. Which, we it's have the, a lot it's of the one where y'all, everybody has to come together. You know, the fire departments come in, and y'all basically decide. So the um, 
the uh, EOP, Emergency Operations Plan? I think so. It's the thing. So after the last, the 2011 tornado, because of that plan, y'all could get the storm shelters and y'all could get the um, the sirens and stuff like that. But you told me in one of those articles that if it's not in the plan, right. you can't apply That's for the grants for mitigation it. Plan. So, it, so mm-hmm. it's, it's in advance. You have to decide in advance, which is yes. fascinating. That is our you have to decide yes. this is what the disaster is going to be. And this is what we think our needs are going to be when this hypothetical disaster takes right. place. Right. It is the hazard mitigation plan is to mitigate something from happening again that happened to us before. Mm-hmm. Right. So we want, you know, back before 2011, we we really didn't have community shelters, and that plan we put in there that we would like to in the future apply for those when the money became available, and it was in the plan, so we were able to apply for it. Had the plan it not that was done that before plan. 2011. Yes, we have to do that every five years. We have to do a complete rewrite. FEMA mandates it. When you would send, I think I got an email from you when that happened, so kind yes. of reached out to the communities and was like, hey, this is the list I got. And right, got and they're it. supposed yeah. to attend. Yeah. They're, it's open, yeah. and right. I think even some of them, the public can attend. Yes, we yeah. have to have several public meetings we have to for put their input. The mm-hmm. Yes, and then we get so, we talk to the municipalities and see what they would like to add for their projects. And then, luckily, we put in a lot of projects in the county section that blankets the municipalities if they don't have it in there. So we can put the shelter in for a town or a city that hadn't thought about it, didn't put it in for one of their projects. It blankets under the county. This is so. just something I think a lot of people don't realize we'll how much planning. Granted. Yeah, you take it for like, granted. The fact that you have a disaster and, okay, so now we're going to apply for this grant mm-hmm. or we're going to do this. But there was so much pre-work but, before you got there. I mean, yeah. someone thought about this years before you actually came to this point in order mm-hmm. to make this happen, and I don't think people appreciate that enough. I mean, how many people have to come together and, you know, make these decisions every single, you know, year, in this case, yeah. every five years, that kind yeah. of a thing. I agree. So. Yeah, and at the end of those five years, when we reapply or we redo the the plan, they'll ask, FEMA wants to know, well, what what projects did you complete? And sadly, a lot of those we have to say, well, we don't have the funding, so mm-hmm. they're still we still want them in the next five-year plan. So wow. we just continue them over until the next five years. Even if we complete a project, like I believe Jasper had the storm drain projects, but mm-hmm. we didn't get funding for it, but since they had accomplished it, we were able to change their goals of something they would like to a different project this last time but you mentioned storm shelters in 2011 which that anniversary is coming up the 10-year anniversary how many storm shelters were there actual storm shelters in this county were there we didn't have any county ones or any community ones no Uh, so just individual private storm shelters and now what's the list it's over 20 isn't it i think it's 21 and they're they're evident as you travel Mm -hmm. throughout the county there i mean you you see the impact pretty much everybody ended up getting one i mean within what so many miles of their house right so like yeah well carbon hill thatch oh well let me tell you we got the funding for the 20 something of the community shelters but we also did another grant um, for individual shelters for citizens in the county. And we did, I want to say, like 125 oh, of those awesome. mm-hmm. on top of the community that's shelters. Awesome. We did both grants. Yeah, I mean, FEMA really wishes for, or they don't wish for us, they don't pick for us what we do, but we're able to cover with that funding 100 persons at once versus the individual ones. Mm-hmm. So, right. I mean, while they don't they don't prefer us to do one or the other, um it's better, it's easier for us to do the big community shelters, yeah. and that way we're helping, you know, 100 people, which they're rated for 100, but let me tell you, oh, you we can squeeze that. way more than that if, in there if, if need be. It, yeah, yeah, if the event occurred, you, you right, can, you can right. probably triple that in one of those. those right, those and, then, got some and then this year's been challenging <laughs> with the pandemic, with all the protocols that have been in place. Mm-hmm. How do you 
did y'all have to limit if there was an event did y'all what would have happened yeah we refused to we um were we're in the beginning it was because at that point your life is much more threatened by tornado than by covid in that particular moment and and initially i mean because with this pandemic more so than the rest we've had these mandates put on us that we're we're not used to having had in the past under those Mm -hmm. previous pandemics that we've gone through so we had to figure out how we were supposed to operate and when they asked if we would be willing to do a half capacity, we were like, absolutely not. This is Walker County. Tornadoes here are an yeah. imminent life no, threat. I, we're going full mm-hmm. max I capacity. I don't even care if we exceed 100. Just wear a mask. If you yeah. don't, and then we public asked us, like, well, what if we don't have a mask? I said, put your shirt over your face and go yeah. anyway. Yeah. We're not going to turn you away. Because yeah. life well, safety you, is our number one aspect of emergency management. Yeah. In any response agency, it's life safety. The, the imminent threat in that moment. Right. Most that, that the is weather. Correct. Yeah. And yeah, that's what we were going to do. You know, it's an enter at your own risk. You know, we're under a pandemic. You know, this is the possibility. But you also know that the tornado could, you know, get you too. So you weigh your option. If you want to come on yeah. in, yeah. you're going to come on in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would have gone on in. And so, but I mean, those community yeah. shelters, you hand the keys over to the community, though. So you guys they, handle yeah. the getting them there, but you don't we, make decisions. Yeah, we oversee that. It is the community. Yeah. We strictly handles. oversee the funding and the the building, and then they are turned over to the community or the fire department or whichever facility has right. that shelter that has agreed. But that, that allows that community it. to make the decisions they feel are best for them. If they, if somebody wants to leave it open, like say half a day because they know bad weather or somebody just wants to open it you know maybe as soon as the tornado watch comes out but like they get to make that decision regina doesn't make that decision no regina doesn't make that decision and the mandate from fema from for funding says that is they have the only mandate they have is that they must open under a warning so each individual site had to have their own operations plan as to when they would open like during what event they would open. And we have some that open just any, you know, under any wind event. They open it and then some wait for a tornado watch. And there's no right or wrong way unless your community, your citizens are complaining. And then they usually get with those sites and they work it out amongst themselves. You want to hear my my dirty secret from Cordova? Yeah. So I realized early on that uh, our team wasn't great at executing when they were supposed to execute. Like, hey, this needs to be open. So we literally just left them unlocked, like always. Yeah. Because I was like, that way, just in case. Because we still send our person Pretty to respond much. and check the place out and everything. Just in case. Mm-hmm. You know, if you got uh, the bank robber on the other end of town and my police are there, um, it was open. Right. It was weather event. So. Mm-hmm. That's the way we handled it. Because yeah, that was my biggest fear was to have this asset and then it's useless because they right. can't get mm-hmm. in when they need to get in. Right. We, 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 yeah, we've had, everybody has their own policy and their own way of doing it. Some open the doors the morning of an event coming mm-hmm. in. You know, they don't wait for anything to be issued. They will go that morning and open it. And then some left them open. Mm-hmm. They leave them open all the time. And, you know, as long as they're available to the citizens when they need to be, yep. then I don't. And your first I have no big, say or, or I don't care as long as they your are Your first available. big project was the, uh, was the sirens, wasn't it? So you did a huge. Uh, so right thing after you got yeah. got officially named, you know there was an assessment or something done, mm-hmm. and uh, there was a good portion. I mean, of the sirens, you know that that weren't working at that particular time, yeah. and so. Um, but y'all worked several months on that and got yes. them all. Because how many sirens do, do we have throughout well, we the have county? We have over forty, and we have three different kinds. We have some old I call birdhouse styles, and then we have some that are AC, and then some that are battery. So all of our battery ones were pretty much shot, and there was like 20-something of those. 
So we had to get them all up and running, the batteries, and we got them on a maintenance plan too, but it took several months and mm-hmm. a lot of money to get them, but they are there now. Do we ha- is there a map associated with that that shows like the coverage area of sirens, like how far the sound should go, and do we have Not you know, really, uh, and, and things will affect that, like different times of the year, certainly, the leaves yeah, on the, the trees, the you know. Can but they, they're supposed to be about a two and a half mile radius, but, okay. but that's... That's what we're And y'all still with. test them. Is it every month that y'all do that? The There's first Wednesday of every month at 10 a.m., weather permitting. Yeah. Now, if it's yeah. overcast, yeah. it's cloudy, it looks yeah. like it's going to rain, we're not going to test a siren and, and scare people. Because like Again, I said, it's this one is of those, Walker County, and we are used to tornadoes. It's one of those so. things that how much work has to go into. So when a tornado warning is issued, it's um, it, you think it's so simple. So the siren's going to go off, yeah. and then you're not supposed to rely on it. We know that. That's an outdoor siren. You're not supposed to rely on it. But still, you want the siren to go off. But there has to be a whole – somebody has to be thinking about that, mm-hmm. like not just during tornado season, mm-hmm. like a lot. Someone has to be thinking about the fact of we need to make sure the sirens go off. Yeah, let me let me inter- get exactly on that point. But that when that's part of your main agency's function is to warn the public that, mm-hmm. that you've got a tornado on you. I'm going to speak real quick on April 27th. Scariest moment of my life was that we had the first storm system come through that morning mm-hmm. and wiped out the power. Yeah. And we know all about some that of our one. sirens. Yeah. Well, when the second storm came through, the one that just, you know, did so much damage in Oakman and Cordova and Sipsi, we had responders in the field and no way to warn them. Mm-hmm. We had no way to warn the people that this mm-hmm. big, huge, massive tornado was coming at them. And you want to talk about a sick feeling. Mm-hmm. We, we, we it was, it's sickening. I know what Cordova did. What did the other communities do? I wish I knew. I talked to Bobo about this. Bobo sent, sent a guy out to Dovertown, and they rode through town with the si- their police sirens on to serve as the siren that a tornado is coming. Mm-hmm. And he told me a chilling story about sitting at the... Um, the Long Memorial Methodist Church parking lot waiting on his guy because they were going to go to the armory Mm -hmm. building to shelter but waiting on his guy to get back from Dovertown doing that just rolling through and making sure everybody heard a siren because they weren't going to hear a weather siren and just like debris starts like popping Mm -hmm. off his car and then Mm -hmm. the guy gets there and but yeah that's what Cordova did the the however Bobo knew they sent their guys out around town with the sirens yeah and that used to be an old school plan of the law enforcement would kind of back us up before Mm -hmm. we had the system in place with the outdoor warning systems but that day it was just it was just a we did everything we could and nothing at the same time because we were literally trying to get first responders on our cell phones or our mm-hmm. southern links and 911 mm-hmm. was allowing them to know so while we were getting the word to the responders in the field to take cover we still couldn't warn the citizens because we had no way of doing mm-hmm. it and like i said that that's the most sick feeling i've ever had for in working in ema was that day and in that moment when you couldn't do what mm-hmm. your job is mm-hmm. which was to help your people and then immediately following that when you go out and see you know what the results were and, and you just know some of it was because you couldn't warn them it was mm-hmm. it was just a sad it was just a horrible day that's probably my worst day ever in EMA. It will uh, be the day I will never. Yeah. I believe that. I hope yeah. it. I hope it stays your worst. Uh, I, I, I do, do too. Yeah, I, I hope that, that has set the bar forever for you. Right. We're gonna we're gonna do more um, on this. Uh, we're working on a, a project, and Regina knows about this. But it's, it is the ten year anniversary, and we're mm-hmm. working on something. We've mm-hmm. talked to Drew already. We're talking to a few people, but um, yeah, we're gonna do something that acknowledges both that day and also how the county's changed since then. We've touched on it several times in this conversation with the storm shelters and some other things. Right. And, yeah, it was an eye-opening um, event countywide. Mm-hmm. You know, even though Cordova was the most impacted, the, the county really kind of woke up. 
Now, we have an ongoing situation, the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Oh, and gosh, you mentioned yes. this is not your first pandemic. How many pandemics, like... How is it? Oh, eight. We had the, the flus and stuff going around. But this is the newest one because we've never had to work our everyday jobs while yeah. the whole world was shut down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you want to talk about Easter Sunday when we had four tornadoes uh-huh. in one day mm-hmm. and then I need help and I'm trying to call in people to help me and I'm limited on who can come because of COVID restrictions mm-hmm. and I'm limited on how many people I can have working with me because of COVID restrictions. Mm-hmm. And well, and this it, was it made this it was when it was difficult. the pandemic was really taking off in yeah. America. Yes, because it was April the twelfth. So you were yeah. dealing with uncertainty. Yes, and that that was terrifying for for everyone. So who right. do you really want around you at that point? We don't. Yeah, we don't. like we, I, I it, my fellow EMAs in the my division, which is like Colbert County, Winston County, Franklin County, Lamar Fayette, like our group, they sent people to me to help yep. me and we organized teams and community foundation helped me but they pulled some realtors mm-hmm. from the local mm-hmm. area that knew homes and new mm-hmm. bounce structure and we were able to create these teams which so we got out and we were able to do a, like assessments to get numbers to fema to show what we had or what we didn't have um the problem we had was that our volunteer teams were few and far between yep. because nobody wanted to come and what who did come where they were such small groups mm-hmm. it took us longer to accomplish anything i mean we did it we did what we could but it probably took longer than it typically would have but and it was a learning experience for us because we absolutely had no way i mean it was like everything changed even the way that we worked with fema on that had to change everything went via telephone or via web meeting and they weren't coming in the field and everything was done pictures and it was just it was a whole different world than what we knew before. and this mass vaccination thing that we're going through now we're attempting to go through which you have a role in that i mean yes. you, you work the um the clinics at the health department you said the, yes. the drive-through the drive-up every clinics. monday and wednesday but even before because um i joke because back when i was still covering the commission like y'all did a scenario you know where mass vaccinations were a thing and i don't i think it i don't know how specific it got as to what the deal was but i do remember that everybody was supposed to have to go to the hospital and stand in line and that whole thing so even this has played out in a scenario at some point y'all prepared for it but y'all weren't the ones you told me you know right now that's if ema like y'all have the plan if ema was kind of the lead agency but you told me in terms of you know this particular pandemic the health department has been the lead agency right yeah that's working so well the Public health would actually be the lead agency in both okay. in both scenarios. I think the difference in this than what we planned back then is doing a mass um, dispensing of, of pills mm-hmm. for what the outbreak was. I think it was anthrax we okay. practiced that day. So it would be in pill form, or this is a more controlled because it's a shot, mm-hmm. and you have to have medical or some type of medical to be able to give the, the shots. We can't just staff it with volunteers and do that, so... That's the, the little bit of the difference, and then it's more controlled if we do it at the health department. So it's a little different than what we practice, but it's the same scenario. It's just a, a, a anthrax breakout versus a COVID-19. I think after 9-11, anthrax... It kind of conquered all of our yeah, worlds for everybody, Yeah, everybody thought yeah. anthrax was going to be a thing, and it was. I'm not saying that there weren't incidents, but it never became a... It wasn't as mass, widespread as yeah, we Yeah, it never yeah. been a mass And, and again, situation. that was the unknown. We, right. we knew how it could ship and, you know, wouldn't anybody use it that way. Yeah, and I think that's what we have to, we have to look at events mm-hmm. and the, the possible outcome of those events. And then you have those of us that actually have to sit and prepare for it and plan for it and think you know everything that could come out of that situation and 
just like with the, the April 27th storms. I mean, we've worked tornadoes after tornadoes. We know how to work them. Mm-hmm. But the problem with that system was it was so involved, not only in our county, but usually there two or three counties max get hit by these things. And that mm-hmm. day, like so many counties, over 60 wide. counties, yeah. so it inundated our resource system and able to get us to stuff mm-hmm. we needed. So, I mean, while we know what we have to do, and you prepare for it and you plan for it, a real-life event, any little thing can completely destroy what you've planned for. Like, I mean, just that day, if it had all been here, mm-hmm. it would have been a whole lot different than it was that day because it was statewide. So all of our plans were there. We knew what we had to do, but we had no communications. We had our, our warning systems were down. We had no We had no Internet. We were completely dead in the water so everything that we had in place to do it we had no way of doing it mm-hmm. so to speak and people have questioned us well we just weren't prepared no we were prepared we knew what we had to do and we had all the stuff to do it but we didn't have the the, the means the statewide means that we usually rely on were depleted mm-hmm. because typically when it goes outside of what we can handle as a county we were able to pull state and federal resources well state and federal resources were eat up everywhere right. else too so while it may have looked like we weren't prepared we were just completely overwhelmed statewide. How does this stuff not keep you up at night? I don't know. <laughs> it has not to do, though. It has not keep me up all night. I got to drink a lot of caffeine. I mean, oh, <laughs> no, you I, said I drink a lot. Yeah, I, I, no, I, I just meant, like, how well, do you, no. how do you I separate? <laughs> I mean, surely you have to separate what you do every single day or in these mass yeah, events. You and you then you have to go home and, like, cook dinner or help with homework or... Oh, let me tell y'all, and this is going to sound ugly, and I'm not I'm not being ugly about it, but I go home. Like, I work my 8 to 4, and then I go home. I'm still on call, mm-hmm. but I have people call me all the time after hours and ask me just questions, random mm-hmm. questions, EMA work stuff. So I get a lot less downtime than you think. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sitting at my house on a Sunday afternoon, and I get a phone call and asking me something that could have been asked Monday through Friday, 8 to 4, mm-hmm. you know. But I still answer my phone. I still answer mm-hmm. the emails, and I still answer the text messages that's, just because I'm not going to leave somebody hanging on something like that and be like, well, you have to ask me Monday through Friday, 8 to 4. But, but so should. you don't really get to mm-hmm. turn it off a lot. And there are times that, like, I just want to go to a sporting event and just watch the sporting event and de-stress, you know, because it's, it's just like consuming Do you life. get to do that, though? No. I Never. Don't. I do, but I, I'll have people walk up and ask me and my related stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm like, eh. So like high school football games, you're there. You're just trying to watch watch a high school football football game. Please just let me watch this. Yeah, I'll be all right. Give me, give me a little while. Call me Monday eight four. You know. Yeah. But you still, I still answer them. And then like clinic days, like we were talking about clinic days, I am totally multitasking. Like I have a siren that's, we've had a transformer go down on it, and um, due to the pandemic, it's been harder to get my stuff in Mm -hmm. because they just kind of sit there and holding somewhere, Mm -hmm. waiting for weeks to be shipped out or or I don't know how that works but it's put us behind several months and the lady was asking me because we tested them yesterday and of course hers didn't go off mm-hmm. and she's asking about it so I'm sitting there talking to old, you know people about filling out their paperwork while I'm on the phone saying okay yeah we're checking on that you know and I'm calling the Bobby Jackson who's repaired them at the same time and the people are thinking I'm talking to them and the people on the phone think mm-hmm. I'm talking you know when I'm talking about paperwork so it's kind of crazy but you just you do it you do it and keep trucking I guess and then uh, 
And you still, I'm, I'm still back on this thing that you said, like crime podcast. Like you still, <laughs> the, that you forever. you seek out more of yeah, this see, nonsense. That's not hers, no, that's not my. That's, that's not, not hers. That's okay, okay. Yeah, so that's, that's somebody else's deal. Okay. Yeah, that's somebody else's deal. That's a whole other you know realm of response that okay. I don't have to deal with. Maybe I don't know. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. Well, I've always said you have to kind of be a little work to do the jobs yeah. that we do, working yeah. hazmat with fatalities sure. and, and disasters. Because after a while, it's like. You go to bed at night, you'll relive that one bad phone call, you know, or that one bad call that you've worked. And mm-hmm. there are quite a few that'll, you know, still keep you up at night or you'll dream about it and wake up and be like, whew. And then, yeah, then I get de-stressed by listening to Crown Podcast. I don't know. So that's your, if I asked you, like, how do you, how do you turn it down? How do you de-stress? You listen to Crime Podcast. And shop at Hobby Lobby. And shop at Hobby Lobby, Hobby yeah. Lobby. <laughs> shop at Hobby, Hobby Lobby. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what I was curious. Like I, I could, I like some people watch like the Food Network and stuff like that. I'm you not know, a big TV yeah. person unless it's ID Network. So okay, I don't know. <laughs> no, this is hilarious. No, this is hilarious to me. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's one of two routes you can take on that. Yeah. I mean, I just I don't know. Or The Walking Dead. That's my show. Like I do watch that one, and that's chaos and craziness too. So like, like I said, I think it's just you know. You probably don't watch what the Brotherton. Drew's trying to get Bridgerton. Me. Bridgerton, Brotherton. I don't Bridgerton know. on Netflix. I no, I, I don't know that one. Yellow. It's Stone. a, it's a Shonda Rhimes. Uh, yeah. She does. Yeah. She Grey's Anatomy and something else. She no, Summertime, I'm a Yellowstone chick. You got to watch the Yellowstone. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's Ashley and I started it, and we haven't. We got to get back into it. It's oh, moving yeah. networks now. It's moving streaming. Ser- there's a new streaming service every yeah, day. Yeah, but that, that's really the show. Is. That's my show. Like I, I, I do that in summertime because that's when it's back on. But. Well, yeah. tell, me, tell me this in honor of International Women's Day coming up. Did you say the whole month? Do y'all get the whole month? Or oh, you just you Women's Monday? History we Month. It's, it's called always, Women's History Month. Oh, giving you the one Monday? March or? is. No, okay, well, March sure. is Women's We're History Month. I was about to say, is it just yeah. a Monday? I wasn't sure. Yeah. All right, no, so you're, uh, you're, you're, in the, you're in the boys club That's world right. up there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, countywide right. elected, we've had uh, – Susie's been there for a while. Recently, we had Joletta elected. But other than that, I mean, countywide elected officials and department heads, and it's it's a bunch of men. Yes. What and even that? the EMA, you said there's what in the state? There's a handful. There's a handful of there EMA. There are more women now than before. But still. But, but it's still and, and not, men. Not yes. speaking ill of anyone here locally, but there, there's a dynamic to that. I mean, you're, you're entering into just the way they talk and operate and act. That's, right. That's going to be a a challenge in and of itself well, it's a right? challenge. and not only that but when they look at me and they see my little five foot one self uh-huh. you know i'm not very intimidating so they, they so do you just walk into do you just walk thing. into a meeting and slam something down real loud or hit yeah. somebody to like set the tone no i mean i should but no i don't do that so like challenge somebody to an arm wrestling match but not I just, I, no i'll give them that look don't you know, challenge that, nick that smith look. arm wrestling he is yeah. a, like a world-class arm wrestler who nick smith is true story no. Uh, okay, I well, I don't think I've I'm going to arm wrestle Nick Smith. I think I'm going to pass on that one. Because uh, there's was, a lot of leverage involved Is this before there. or after he started working out, like at the show? Before. Department. This was at Cordova. Uh, you know, uh, good Nick, not with the evil beard. Right. The good the Nick. Evil not beard. evil Nick, yeah. <laughs> he, arm, he would arm wrestle inmates, other officers, whoever would have any, any time. Why would he arm wrestle? this is it. Why would he arm wrestle Because when you're inmates? really good at something, you want to show it off a lot, especially Nick. So, uh, yeah, world-class arm wrestler. Don't challenge him to arm wrestling. Maybe go I mean, after... I mean, have you seen these guns? Like, I would never... <laughs> maybe maybe go after, like, Steve no. Miller, maybe. I don't, I've I, never seen him arm wrestle. What? Maybe you could take just, him, but don't, no, I, don't challenge No, like, I don't him. think I'm going to arm wrestle anyone. Like, maybe one of these there's, lever- there's a lot of leverage to it, so actually your size may be an advantage for you. No, like, I'm thinking shin kicker. That's, like, my best asset. <laughs> you know, maybe I can just that do hurts. some shin kicks. Right. 
Like, I don't think I'm going to arm wrestle anybody. Yeah. I approve of this. I think you should really just walk no, in the room, kick send somebody, somebody. Right. set the tone, and then sit down and say, now I'm ready for the meeting. So, That's why you never invited me to a Cordova meeting. Because I was afraid you were going to kick me. So this is our advice for how to get more respect in the role of being a female EMA coordinator. Yeah, kick just in the to challenge somebody yeah. to I was just curious. There has to be, and I don't expect you to name me, there has to be unnecessary, like, awkward moments and just friction and stuff for well, you. Well, I don't know. Uh, and apparently, that sucks. Yeah, and well, she alluded when we were that. talking the other day, you alluded to the fact that the guys that you work with at some point just have to like forget that you're a female. Yeah. Like they just have yeah. to they just have no, to adopt that. you into the club and like whatever your mama told you about gentlemen nonsense mm-mm, like that just has to go out the window i will say and my she's mom, just regina my mom did tell us because my brother had a run in in third or fourth grade where a girl was hitting him and the official rule in my house was if a girl hit you first you could hit her back sure i don't know that that uh goes like mom <laughs> might have been advocating like future domestic violence yeah. uh but luckily we're both yeah. pretty level-headed guys yeah. but yeah that was a rule in our house but like no, true though, I mean, like at some point, like they just have to quit treating you like a fragile thing, you well, know. Just treat, you like, treat you like your role yeah. that you're there to do. Yeah. Like, I, I, and apparently, I'm pretty good at being sassy on a scene on a, on hazmats because I have ladies that I work with will come back and say, "Oh, well, so and so that they know said they know you and you were a little firecracker." And I'm like, really? Okay, great. But would I have, never knew. But would they have called you a firecracker if you were a man? Did the exact same thing? I don't know. Well, oh, it would probably been other have. words. Yeah. 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 But you know what? Doesn't bother me. I'm still the one I know. there. No, I'm still it, the one there. That's right. I'm mm-hmm. still the one that gets to give them the orders to what to the do. Energy, so that's probably why. That's I got the energy it. you yeah. have to have. I have two daughters now, so I'm oh, really, yeah. I'm really concerned with this, and that's the kind right. of energy I want them to take into it. It doesn't matter what these other people think or say yeah. or do. Yeah, and I don't think that he meant it, you know, like in a derogatory no, statement. He was just like, yeah, she was telling us what to do left and right. And no, like, that's right, because you're going to do what we have to get, you <laughs> know, do fact, to I've get noticed, out of here. I've noticed most sexism is passive, and yeah. we yeah. don't mean to do it. <laughs> Let's just be frank. But still, at the end of the day, I'm still the one that gets to give them the <laughs> that's orders. That's right. No that, matter yeah. what they I, think about I it. I love yeah. your attitude about that. Yeah, that's I mean, exactly that's how, how you look at yeah. it. I mean, this whole conversation is sadly reminding me of another conversation that again involves Nick Smith. I won't tell the whole story, but suffice it to say that his youngest, uh-huh. something was said at school mm-hmm. that was uh, inappropriate. Obviously, parents talking to kids about things that they know not about. And so he asked her, like, what did you do? Because it could have been the thing that traumatized the kid. She could have cried. She could have whatever. She said, I told them that wasn't true. And if they said it again, I'd punch them in the nose. That's what I'm talking about. See, That's I what... love it when little girls are like, they're, mm-hmm. they're little spitfires. Yeah. They, right. They're ready to take on whatever challenge. They don't bow think, to the, the, I, the I think this, ne- this next generation of women is going to be majority Are you kidding? My daughter. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited about it. My I'm terrified and also so excited. I don't worry about her. Yeah. Like she, she, she yeah. just, if you want to say something, she'll just take you down. She don't mm-hmm. care. Like she'll take it. It. And I love it because she has that confidence. Like uh-huh. my generation was, you know, younger. It was like, if the boys pull your hair, they like you. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, pull my hair. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Come on, Bring do it. it. Yeah. No, that's, right. something, that's something really to be fearful of for the next generation, too. The, I want the confidence to be there because in the age of social right. media where you can just constantly compare yourself to others right. and what they're wearing and how their hair is and how they've developed and where they go on their trips and what their house looks like and all that, I, I Confidence is key. It's just the, absolutely, especially. I told especially, somebody the other day. Uh, today. Uh, well, I think I told you about this that 
some of us are born just opposing the patriarchy. It mm-hmm. just takes a, a while to like get the language for that yeah. together. Yeah. You don't really know like the language for that when you're four or five, mm-hmm. but at some point that language comes together for you. Yeah. And, um, and you're ready to, to burn it all down. Yeah, you, that's when that's when you start getting your yeah. reputation. Well, yeah, but I mean, if you look, I'm sure for when you were younger and when I was younger, you know, we had those old school Southern grandmothers. It's mm-hmm. like you were supposed to be quiet mm-hmm. and act polite mm-hmm. and wear your little look, patent leather shoes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well, I was one of those kids that got told, oh, they just like you just yeah. lit, leave, you know, ignore them. And now I'm telling my kid, oh, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> they don't fly. Yeah. You don't do that. Yeah. They don't. No, that's toxic. We don't do yeah. that. Mm-hmm. You know, so I yeah. think it's the, the, the change. That's toxic. <laughs> we don't do that. I'm yeah. glad you said this. I had a conversation on toxic masculinity the other day with my brother-in-law, of all people. There's not even a woman in the room. And we just brought it up. <laughs> And we were I both started to say, was someone taking the pro-con position? No, of toxic we were both very aware of it, and we can name some examples. And I was, and he, he was just like disgusted by it, and mm-hmm. I was like, I'm pretty glad to be standing. Next well, to because about this. he has a daughter, you have two daughters. Well, no, he has, this is my brother-in-law, so he has a son. Oh, brother, my brother oh, that's right. I thought you were talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he just him. has a son, but he was he was very aware of it too and disgusted by it. So that's a real thing. I'm glad. You know, it's awkward moments, but we're kind of getting all, a lot of this stuff yeah. out of the system mm-hmm. so we can, well, like, like the next generation of girls doesn't think that it's okay to be railroaded. Cause, right, right. You know, and I, that's boy. why I taught my daughter, you know, that you respect yourself if they don't respect you. Mm-hmm. Here, here. Yeah. Well, and, and one like day, said, she takes jujitsu. The goal with a bunch of, of guys, all this. And yep. so she gets to, like, yeah. train with them. And Wait, did and you say women? your daughter takes mm-hmm. jujitsu? Yes. Mm-hmm. Really? Yes. It's a little spot downtown. I, I know. Yeah. I know a lot of people who uh-huh. are into this all of a sudden. Yeah. So My son was out. coaching, but, you know, as we grew up and he got a job and yeah. became engaged, now he has to work all the time. So she's had to kind of take a step back because he's gotten out of it a little bit. But, yeah, a great place. I'm going to give a shameless plug to him down here. Mm-hmm. Definitely has built her confidence. So, yeah, I, I think the goal is that one day, right. like, somebody is not sitting here talking to you about, so what's it like to be a female EMA director? Yep. Yeah. That's right. no longer even yeah. it shouldn't be a necessary conversation either. because... Or, yeah, but to get there, we got to go here. Right, we got to go through there. this one. Yeah. But not just the EMA director, insert lit everything mm-hmm. <laughs> into there. Like, we, we, don't, we don't need to be having those conversations right. a generation from now. Yeah, that's why we're teaching our daughters to be that's it. that aggressive to, and to kick shins yeah, or whatever. To kick yeah. shins and yeah. take boys down and that was um, recognize what's unhealthy. Don't put up with, with yeah. toxic behavior. Toxic behavior. Yeah, because it's not right. Uh, there's the movie One Fine Day with Michelle Pfeiffer and George Clooney. Yeah, are you I'm familiar. familiar with this yeah. movie? Okay, so uh, my father not not big on advice. My father not big on. Um, you know, sitting you down and doing the father knows best type talk. Right, but right. there's a scene in that movie where Michelle Pfeiffer drops off her son and he drops off uh, his daughter at the same daycare. And she's giving him all the mom, you know, all the sorts of things. And so George Clooney just looks at his daughter and says, kick the means boys in the shins. That's my, that was my I'm life advice from my father fairly frequently. I mean, if I would walk out the door, that's really the only thing that he had to give me. Yeah. <laughs> so, Just kick him in the uh, So, yeah. Uh, yeah. If you want to know how I got this way, it's because I had a father I'm that okay really, like like you said, he didn't sit me yeah. down with the grandmotherly talk. Like, that was the only advice I ever really got from him on Life Matters. And yeah. I take that to heart. So You still, to this day, there you go. kick him in the shins they were mean. Ask Zach about that. <laughs> <laughs> there are examples. <laughs> We had, we had the reports to prove it. Right. Yeah, this goes down. Uh, well, this is this is good. This is good. Yeah. You listen to podcasts. Have you ever been on a podcast? No. There okay. you go. I have oh, not. We this is my in. first time with y'all. Yeah. yeah. 
There are a lot better ones out there. We'll, we'll get you. On they some really are. <laughs> they really are. Good I don't ones. know. I think this one's going to be a hit. Yeah. They like, really I are. I think good this one's it. This is going to be your like yeah. most listened to. This is going to break the platform. The Podbean yeah, platform. It's going to be like, hey, y'all need to have her on more often. I mean, I'm a, I'm a confident guy, but I'm not going with you uh, either yeah. of you on that road. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Well, well, I mean, I had that much faith in myself. Okay. <laughs> See, you more can't. Than me. I didn't yeah. get yeah. where we, you know, I'm, I, I am you. because I didn't have faith in myself. There you go. There you go. Yeah. I feel you. Mm-hmm. Any parting words? No. This was good. I'm glad you came in. This is great. I enjoyed it. I think there are a lot of people out there that uh, that probably get to experience your work and don't know that you did it for them. So I think so too. I I think if I did a pop quiz right now, who is your EMA? Well, not just who's your EMA coordinator. Like you know, or do we have an EMA in this county? You have a storm shelter next to your house. Do you know how did that get there? Why does your siren still work? You know, why were we prepared for this? I think you're drone I twenty two. That would be yeah. I think you're one of those people who just has to do the job. Who single-handedly installed that methane pipe with an elbow right. on it above the lady's house? <laughs> right. Who vented her house so she could <laughs> live there? Yeah, like we do it all. Like that's uh, what I think. You know, you hear the old saying, "Jack of all trades." I was like, "That's what we are." Yeah, that's what yeah. We, we respond to. We, whatever we get yeah. called out to, mm-hmm. and I, we, we've had some crazy ones over the years, but mm-hmm. and most of those have been in Cordova. <laughs> Some, I will say that Sarah Goss is competing with y'all now. I'm just okay. gonna throw that out there. Right. Sarah Goss is trying to give y'all. Bring something. it on. We Sarah gotta Goss. find out what's going on in Sarah Goss. Bring it on. I don't. I'll, I'll, I'll give you I'm one quick, and I'm not gonna give you very many details. Yeah, I don't want us to threat. lose our, our. Yeah, we had a bomb threat in Sarah Goss. Yeah. What would one bomb in Sarah Goss? That is a good. All due respect to Sarah Goss. Well, it was just a lady, and it was her domestic, maybe. No. Oh, okay. It wasn't even. It was, it was a breaker box on her wall. Yeah. That's what the bomb was. <laughs> That's what the bomb was. Yeah. Those can be scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like. Fuse boxes are scarier. Breakers are less scary. But. Uh-huh. And this is this is not a joke. That's a real thing. That's a real, that they real got call called we out had on. right after Thanksgiving. So Yeesh. for every crazy thing that you hear, like, you know. The yeah. kangaroo this yeah. week, you know, yeah. running around. So for everything that were makes you, the news. Were you on standby for mutual aid <laughs> yeah. for Marion County on kangaroo? For everything no. that makes the news, there's some other, like, crazy thing. Of all the things that, that I could get called out for, I I missed the kangaroo call. Like, I, I be, didn't get Is there a plan one. for that? No, but I might need to make I one. I think we need to make a kangaroo yeah. contingency. I yeah. think the three of us punch. should write it. Well, they're, y'all they're punch. Mean. For real, they're there's mean. a kangaroo, and y'all remember that python got loose in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, I remember the python. I'm not as scared of the well, I don't know. What are we going to have, pets? like a Smith Lake yeah. shark or something? What are we going to get? There are. Yeah. Oh, there's something It's all around us. So yeah. Y'all there's are something Smith Lake. Smith Lake monster or something. And then when the dam burst, the flooding's, flooding's first, and then, then it's the, the river monster monsters. Comes. Yeah. Y'all, we didn't figure we it out. We just did a movie. There's you an EMA movie. I would watch that one. That's it. Yeah. So what we do is we take, you know, relative truths of the area, and then we just completely spin them out of control to make a, a movie. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, when, didn't we already have something in Carbon Hill? What was it? A monster or something? That bit people in woods or something? Is that a real thing? I don't know. Oh, and Sipsy. There's the Sipsy creature. Yeah, is that what it was? Creature. I know we have something around here There's somewhere. He's on, yeah. he's on uh, Instagram or Twitter now, so mm-hmm. he's, yeah. he's legit. Yep. So maybe he emerges after the flood. Or she. He or she. Or Look she. at yeah, us. We don't now, wanna... you two are being sexist there, too. Yeah. We don't know the gender of this monster. No, Correct. We don't. we don't. No. Maybe. If we say it, is that, that's not right. It sounds, that sounds that insulting. Sounds, that sounds I feel so like, though, in vague. keeping with the conversation, if, if it was a female, 
it would have made itself known, like, publicly yep. at this point. Like, if it was I a female, it would have already been around kicking shins. I don't, I, I don't, I don't think it would have, like, scurried back into the woods. I think it would have. Okay. It would have been calling people going, now, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Listen. All now, right. I done told you. <laughs> I'm not allowed to participate in this portion of the conversation. I'll be sitting okay. here quietly. Well, this was I know fun. you're good. You're good. Like yeah. I said, it would definitely have made itself known. I'd have probably ran into it at Hobby Lobby. <laughs> <laughs> We've completely digressed. Okay. Yeah. All right. Love to Hobby Lobby. Well, we hope you enjoyed getting to know Regina a little bit, assuming, again, that you don't know her in real life. Um, she's a hoot. She's a fun one. Um, mm-hmm. Certainly is, uh, unfortunately, you have to be kind of built uh, as, as a woman to be in these these men's clubs around mm-hmm. here and uh, she's she's built to rock that ship uh, we've had a few through here uh, Connie Rose of the world mm-hmm. uh, they're they're built to, to rock those ships and she is and does it on a daily basis and typically that's for the greater good of Walker County well, so when you have to command Walker a scene County. like that I mean yeah that's where the whole like be polite and thing really breaks down yeah. I mean when you're tapping people on the shoulder and say sir can can you move this out of the no one's gonna listen yeah, to that. Yeah, no, you no. gotta make it happen. You gotta handle your business. So, uh, so if any of you guys have methane gas leaking around your house, <laughs> call Regina up. She'll have a pop constructor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I'm sure there's a lot of stories that we didn't get to ask her about. No, about just crazy and there's probably stuff some that, that she's for the protection of those innocent. You don't mm-hmm. want to tell them. Um, That's true. So. But. It's it's a wild and crazy county out there, it and is, somebody's got to try to usually at the heart keep a lid on that. The craziest, so. So, yeah, we got to keep it contained. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it leads to emergencies, and uh, those emergencies have to be taken care of. So, so uh, so sticking with the theme moving forward, we're gonna we're gonna rock some some more female guests in mm-hmm. here. Uh, quit talking all these old crusty old white men mm-hmm. and uh, get some get some more ladies through here. Breaths of fresh air. So actually, I feel like it's been so long since we've. I had guessed that, um, I mean, Keith's not an old white man, so. You know, for me, just any any white man in any career field is an old white man. Oh. I don't know why I do that. I'm allowed to do that, being a white man. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I just. You immediately make them old. Yeah, like, I'm an old white man to me. I feel like I'm an old white man. I feel old lately, actually. A lot of joints uh, hurt and getting <laughs> oh, sore doing work and stuff. And I'm like, is that, I'm not that age, right? Apparently No, I, I think we are. Yeah, like sore knee for Bending down in the floor. Yeah, like sleeping wrong. <laughs> yeah, what is that? Yeah. So no, I'm I gonna, think we're that age. I'm certainly an old white man. Uh, I'm hoping that I've uh, got a few more, a few more years left. Uh, but um, I'm feeling old. Before the end draws now. Yeah. So uh, so hang in there. We got some we got some more guests coming and sticking to our, our biweekly schedule. Mm-hmm. And then uh, coming up in April, we have officially agreed to do a, uh, a tornado ten year anniversary tribute, which I think we yeah. mentioned in this interview with Regina that we had. Uh, we were working on something here in the office, but you and I are going to do something because we've talked around that a lot since we've been doing yeah. the podcast. Yeah. But um, ten years, you only get to do that once. That's true, and and, and certainly uh, ten years removed from a very definitive moment in mm-hmm. a lot of folks' lives around here, m- myself included in that. Mm-hmm. So we'll be doing that in April. Uh, we're going to stick with our current podcast schedule of every two weeks. So hang around with us. Um, 
want to make the plug once again for the Facebook page. Have you got our Twitter back on track? Twitter's going a little bit. Uh, man, I, I had to stop myself the day I thought of one. I was like, this is too nasty. And I, I just didn't publish it. <laughs> so <laughs> as a reminder for the misbehaving social media, uh, yeah. Go to check out the Twitter for the relatively myself. simple uh, news stories that I just pass along because I think they're interesting. Check out our Facebook yeah, page. I'm just throwing shots. Um We'll, we'll be sure, uh, we're going to keep up with the saga that is uh, the lottery and casino bill uh, mm-hmm. through the album. They, they voted down They now. did. They've introduced a new lottery only. I think casinos were a sticking point. So yep. let's pick that up on the next one, too, and we'll kind of see where we are. Because that's, that's quite impactful for our state. Um, I feel like the way they were introducing this legislation and the way they were using the funds, they were finally getting it right. Mm-hmm. I think that they were finally kind of packaging it the right way. Um, but, you know, time will tell yeah. uh, if it... A, gets out of uh, um, the album House and Senate and on a ballot, and then B, uh, how, what does that ballot yeah, issue? I'm, like? I'm sure so. we have uh, an episode dedicated to just a legislative wrap-up because could do that. there's always a fun towards the end, like the things that get passed at the very last oh, minute. Yeah. That's always amazing, oh, yeah. the things that they squeak through just to make people happy back home that uh-huh. doesn't necessarily always cost taxpayer money or anything like that it's yeah. really just for publicity purposes the vote getters mm-hmm. yeah so those are fun so we'll, we'll jump on that and maybe get like a little blurb from our our delegation our local delegation yep so that's what we have coming up that's the plan anyway so thanks for being with us all right see you guys